Oh, hi. Welcome <laughs> to Thursday. It's Thursday now. Uh, it is our fake comic book day. It is our fake new comic book day. It. You're listening. You're listening to Talk Comics to Me. And I am. Oh, God. I was going to say, I'm Heather. For once, I was going to say my right name, and you messed it up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have an eyelash in my eye, and it made me really aggressive. Uh, and I'm Champ, and no eyelashes in my eye. We hope you. you are all doing as well as you possibly can be in our world right now. On this hot summer day. It's, uh, it's been pretty bad. It's been a it's been a bad time. Yeah. I just want to say my my incarcerated pen pal is having the worst time right now. And I needed to get the word out about how terrible Maryland prisons are. They're terrible. Uh and that basically homosexuals are not not allowed and beat up and it's not it's just not a good time. And that is a message from my pen pal. Rashad. We love you. <laughs> we love you. We know you won't listen to this because you can't, unfortunately, but... One day. One day. We'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's important to realize just how, how fucking shitty prisons are. My other pen pal... Just gonna go on a rant real fast. Do it. Do it. Uh, is in another prison that is just dirty as hell, and there is COVID right now. There's a COVID outbreak in the prison. Eric? And, yeah. Eric? Yeah. And which is also now Heather's pen pal. And uh, I love this person. <laughs> uh, and yeah, originally when he sent me one of the first like messages, he had been quarantined for two weeks, but then they were in like a large like gymnasium type place in bunks, but only masks, not really much sanitation. So yeah, just be aware of shit that is happening in the world because it's not great. Um, and I think you know that. I think you know our feelings on it. And I am sorry, but you're like we're gonna cut this rant short. Today. <laughs> yeah. So that is all I have to say. Thank you for listening. If you took that time, if you didn't, it's okay. Fuck you. <laughs> I just stepped on your dirty sock and thought it was your cat. <laughs> Scared myself. Good, okay. Good dirty sock conversations the past two weeks. I have not worn these keys on my pants for weeks now. And the one day that I put it on, I get stuck. Okay. I'm sorry. We're really just starting this off on the wrong foot today. Yeah, we're doing it right. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to go first. Um, I have Nomen Omen. This is issue number nine. Um, This is the the cover B. I just, I had to get this one to show it. It's the Krasenka cover. It's, it's pretty nice. Um, I do just want to start by saying I still love this book more than I ever thought that I would. Um, In this, Becky finds out that the evil king is doing a ritual with the hearts of the witches on Halloween. And she, if you remember, has been trying to get her heart back this entire time. So she comes up with an idea to infiltrate his party that he's having to get her heart back. And she has um, the guardian of Central Park, who was the big, <laughs> the big beefy guy. Uh, she finally got him back. She saved him from the clutches of this evil witch. Her, her himbo, I guess. <clears throat> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's some kind of weird content in it that um, 
it's it just makes it seem very bad and i am very uncomfortable and i don't like it but it is done in such a way that um it's not just outright saying like hey we're i'm just gonna rape this woman <laughs> it's just hinted at and then left alone okay um I mean, I mean, in context, it's all. Yeah. And it's, I mean, because it's been alluded to already. Yes, like, absolutely. Um, and, you know, that's the kind of person that he is. And it's it's not whatever, but right now it's whatever because I don't want to get into it. But it could be worse. Yeah. Um, it just makes me uncomfortable because I don't like seeing people get hurt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I never, I never, like... I never like those types of scenes in like movies or anything either. Right. Like, and I understand sometimes the point of it, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't need to see this. Yeah. You and I suppose it's kind of you seeing it and kind of it just being alluded to. Here. Right. Yeah. It just, it is like briefly hinted at. Like they don't ever say anything. They don't ever say like, hey, this is what we're doing. They don't even say that they're hurting this person. It's just kind of like, oh, they've got bruises. Something's happening. Which I guess if you're gonna do it do it like that yeah and i mean it's gonna build up all the other things later yeah. so yeah yeah um but otherwise aside from that i still really like this story there's six issues left um so i'm excited to see what happens on halloween and they timed it like perfectly because the next issue will come out like a few days before halloween god i love halloween i do too i'm so, i was like i was so excited because they're even like it is halloween in here and they're all like wearing costumes and stuff and it's like it's the uh, unnatural. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was really funny because it says the world holds unnatural. Oh, and I, yeah, I thought it was really fucking cute. But yeah, they're all like wearing costumes. They all look good. Um, he just like strips down and gets naked because he's going to go wading through some water to get to the king, which I just thought was really funny. Um, but yeah, I'm I really like this story. I think it's I think it's real cool. I've been trying to think about, like, if I could dress up every day for the month of October in, like, a way that would be, like, a costume. Right. Like, dressing up but not really putting too much effort into it. Yeah. I bet you could just dress up as people from the shop. I mean, I have at least a few items that yeah. could do that. Yeah. I mean, I could do, like, a dad. I have some fake mustaches. I could do those sweatpants, that cool true. jacket. You can be a like, robber again. Yeah. I could be a robber yeah. all day long. Yeah. I got my Jack Cody um, outfit. I I ordered a black turtleneck, so if you wanted to, we could try it again this year. I, if, any, if you want to do anything, just buy a black turtleneck for Halloween. Yeah, it's corduroy it, too, it, and I'm I love but, corduroy. But literally, that's all you need for a Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. It's just like mm-hmm. you can be anything with a black turtleneck. Be an artist. I've done it all. <laughs> I've literally done it for the past six years. Our I champ of trades. I decided to be a Ron, a Ron Swanson on Halloween forever, and I don't know when I made that decision, but I just did it one time. You, it's just always been there. You just recognized it. Probably, I'm going to guess, four years ago. Without being a libertarian. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I have a mortal She-Hulk. This is new. This is new, and this is only a one-shot. This is Al Ewing and uh, John Davis Hunt and Mar... Oh, gosh. Marcio? 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 Sorry. Menes? It, it's a one-shot? Does it is it like a prelude to the series that's coming out? Or was, is that what it was that, supposed that, to be? Yeah, this is it. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was an ongoing. No, this is it. Okay. Unfortunately, I mean, I hope it, I hope it does, but this, this has been it. Okay. Uh, so this is an Empire tie-in, but you don't have to read Empire to get it. Thank God. 
Uh, it kind of just goes over the lives and deaths of uh, Jen Walter She-Hulk and how she is like, thankfully I've read Immortal Hulk, <laughs> at least the first like three trades. So I understand a good chunk of it. Uh, but she is like going to hell and it's like all about her like interactions with the green door and then the people who are in hell there, uh, including her uncle Bruce Banner's dad who's a huge part of the immortal hulk uh so no this this issue was really really great i think if you're reading immortal hulk this is a hundred percent worth it uh and once again you just didn't have to know anything about she hulks anything because they just were like okay this is what happened the first time and how she became the hulk and how she died and this is how she came back to life here's what happened the second time and so on and then the okay. third time within like the Empire series, so. But solid-ass story. I, I loved it quite a bit. Is there anything that you want from it, or that you wanted and you didn't get? No. I mean, I came into it, like, not knowing anything and not necessarily wanting anything, besides, like, solid art, solid colors, just, like, an alley Ewing story, especially, like, with the Mortal Hulk. Like, I don't know. That's That story hit me in a weird way, like, because, you know, I've been picking it up off and on since covid right and i haven't gotten the chance to get into the fourth fourth trade but it's just i never thought i would enjoy a hulk story and i there's something about it like it's just the art it's the story like there's a that horror element but it's like more than that mm-hmm. i yeah i think al ewing is just really good at that kind of writing because that one issue that I read of Immortal Hulk, I loved. Yeah, and I, I think fantastic. And I think he's just really great about like <clears throat> deep diving into a character, but making it really easy for somebody who doesn't know anything about that character to kind of go in. And maybe sometimes not so much, but I don't know. I dug this. Would you recommend it? I would a hundred percent recommend okay. it. Yeah, good. Okay, uh, next. This is a Nightfall Vault comic. This is brand new also. This is autumnal. I'm not going to do it because, hey, Vault, let us know. We don't know how to pronounce uh, <laughs> words, so we've been saying it every which way. Yeah. Autumnal. Autumnal? 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 What? I, I was saying it. I know. There was I, another. I was saying it really ridiculously. Autumnal. Autumnal. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was saying it really ridiculously the other day. Yeah. So whatever this is called, this is a book about fall <laughs> so the back are you guys ready we love a good backstory welcome to comfort notch following the death of her estranged mother it looked like father I for know a second cat somerville and her daughter sybil flee a difficult life in chicago for the quaint and possibly deadly town of comfort notch new hampshire the autumnal <laughs> um yeah Basically what it says, this mom and her daughter uh, leave their leave their home where they're living, apparently Chicago. I didn't realize it was Chicago. Yeah. Um, to go back to the mother's childhood home because her mother has passed away and she is getting the house. Yes, and the main character left there when she was about nine. Yeah, she got sent away. So yeah, she's getting the house um, after her mother dies. Um her daughter has some anger problems and stuff. I think, um, I think they both kind of have it. Yeah, I was going to say, which is something that she inherited from the mother. Um, 
But I also feel like there's there's more to it. That creepy uh, nursery rhyme with all the scary drawings and stuff. So there's something weird going on in this town. There's a lot of comic books like that recently. Yeah. Um, but they're unlike, all like, you know, what we'll do this 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 year. Towns. N- Last next- year it was houses and apocalypses. Yeah, that's true. This year we're gonna make it towns. But and you're either gonna die or you can't die. <laughs> You're going to turn to leaves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A nice cornucopia. <laughs> That's what the mom's name is now, because she did. I was going to say that's a spoiler, but then that's the whole beginning of the book. Yeah. <laughs> I just got off work. I'm dumb right now. Uh, it was a solid book. I'm. That was one I wasn't sure about putting on my profile. Yeah, I just straight up added it. I just do that with vault books. I just don't even think about it. I'm just like, that sounds good. Just gonna add that. I don't even bother with first issues anymore. I just just add it straight onto that list. I mean, that's a solid <laughs> choice. It's like in the the new previews that one about Dorian Gray. Oh yeah, bitch! I didn't even I, think I, about I, it. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, boom! <laughs> I also had seen it on Twitter like yesterday, and I was like. <laughs> I yeah, love, I can't wait I to get on Dorian Gray. So, of course, I'm just going to be like, all right, I'm just going to add that a vault interpretation of what happens next. Okay, we'll do it. I'm into it. Uh, once again, please sponsor us. Just let us read your comics. We don't. Vault will read every single one still. <laughs> we'll just have a vault day. <laughs> That's a good idea. And then we'll sell your books at our store. We just work force at. them into people's hands. <laughs> All right, so now we have Gideon Falls. This is issue number 25. So this it's weird. Yeah, the story is trying to wrap itself up. Uh, so I, I don't really want to go into it too hard. But, no, basically, um, when they exploded the, the black barn, it did something to the other dimensions of Gideon Falls. And so they have to figure out the solution to that, which includes the machine that Norton had made. Thank you. That was really great. I like to pretend that I don't know what's going on so that when I say stuff sometimes I sound like I actually I mean, do know. That was what's like going solidly on. exactly what was happening. Uh, once again, I know we're really far into Gideon Falls, but there are four trades out now. It's a very good story, especially if you like Jeff Lemire, especially if you like the artist say his name. Andrea Sorrentino. Yeah. And then if you like Twin Peaks or any sort of horror, I think it really delves into your mind and just kind of like scrambles it up. Sorry, I was trying to make a Joker joke, the killer smile, <laughs> but I d- I never read that, so I couldn't. But I, just, <laughs> I really wanted to, um, but no, it's a real good scary story. It is. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. All right, we'll talk about this dumpster fire. Oh, no. Um, I say that in a good way because I do actually still like it. But oh, I was just like, like this, this book is just like just a garbage on fire and I'm just inhaling it. Um, You've made it sound so interesting the last like, four it is. Years. It is really interesting, but it's just I do have a problem with his writing a little bit. Um, a lot of it feels stilted. I'm not exactly sure what the terrorist organization is like i don't feel like he's explained it fully but they're these characters are talking as if like oh this is a big deal this is the worst thing in the entire world but i just don't understand why because they all worked for it 
but they're not giving me any like clues as to why this place is so bad like why they left like what situation did they get into we're five issues in and i have no idea like what these parents even did and they refuse to tell their children absolutely refuse even though their kids straight up sat them down and was like if you ever want us to trust you like you have to trust us tell us what's happening and the dad just turns around and goes I just got lectured by my own kid like a dad does and then they don't ever explain it so otherwise it's all right I do you mean, think they're just like so utterly ashamed of what they did they just aren't gonna that might be the case but there have been no hints they have talked to three of their old friends about this and not once has anything been mentioned they just say oh there was a situation that happened like if you wouldn't have left it would have been this and this and this and it's like just just tell us like i don't care (laughs) tell me what happened there's no reason it should be taking this long like someone should have said something to them like hey remember when you decided to like kill that kid and then you had to leave because you were so eaten up with guilt like some sort of war flashback yeah with like multiple people or just like somebody being like yeah like remember yeah no i get it absolutely nothing the mother's ear is still not explained which i feel like has something to do with that situation but still is this like nothing is this an ongoing series or is this limited i think it is ongoing from what i can remember um but yeah the dad does magic and stuff and that's like a, a big thing that's happening here is he taking control of his children um see i don't know they don't explain anything they like introduce a bunch of new characters and stuff and like situations <laughs> and then they don't do anything. Like at the end of this one, the the dad's dad, so the grandfather is introduced and he says, "Oh, welcome home, son." But it's like, "Where? Welcome home from where are you? What are you doing?" So it's a bit frustrating. <laughs> but that was Drea, that was issue number 5. Damn dog, looks like the I haven't heard you go off like that in a while. I didn't know that was going to happen. It just... And you did that, like, on the camera and everything. Whoops. <laughs> Usually we get that out of our system beforehand, so we don't do that. I didn't know I had those feelings for it until I just started talking about it. So, in my defense, I couldn't have known. <laughs> if I had known that was going to happen, I would have done it before we started recording. <laughs> Well, you know, once it gets the that, maybe maybe it'll be more enjoyable. I mean, it's not that you don't enjoy it. Yeah, no, I do still enjoy it. I do enjoy the characters. I like the action in it, but I just want to know. I can't. I can't continue <laughs> with this. You have to start talking. <laughs> All right. So now I have. Oh God. Uh, Daredevil. This is issue number twenty-two. And, oh, we forgot to, like, even mention the fact that all of these Marvel books have a little Chadwick Boseman memorial on them, which is very, very nice. I don't think any of mine even have them. No. I, I'm sure we'll we'll have a full month of it. Yeah. I know I have one this coming week because Avengers. So, regardless, this is Daredevil number 22. Uh... So Matt Murdock decided to turn himself in as Daredevil, but the Supreme Court and the prosecutor said that he can just use his mask and basically nobody will know who he is short of those people because of superhero business. So they're giving him a free pass. Eh. 
Yeah, I suppose. Okay. Uh, I mean, police kill men all the time, so I no, don't know, I know why, that's why, why Daredevil killing one man, man should be like... I, I mean, just it, it is a big deal, but... I just don't know why he felt the need to turn himself in. Because he's a fucking Catholic dog. I thought you were going to say coward. <laughs> no. I don't actually think, like, member dog and, like, his actions are cowardly at all. Uh, I do love this issue because in this particular issue... Uh, Matt is trying to kind of tie up loose ends and do what he can for his community still. And he goes to Tony Stark, my least favorite character in the whole entire world. My dad. (laughs) And he tells him that he is going to buy up Hell's Kitchen from the Stormwinds, like under, basically overbid them and buy uh, Hell's Kitchen build a apartment complex or a building and make sure that everybody's housed that their rent is extremely discounted all of these things basically that tony is going to take care of hell's kitchen (laughs) and honestly i love it because there's a lot of it just very much rings true because it's like tony's like well why should i do this and you know all of the reasons why would i help other people yeah and all of the reasons that he should he's like why should i spend billions of dollars and it's just like dude billions of dollars is like fucking pocket change just help people like just build up this community and make it better like it and matt's whole idea is like if he's gone you know he can't help crime but i think he also realizes that crime is more than just beating people up and maybe that's a little bit of, like, me inserting my own message in here. But I think that, like, what he's asking Tony to do is very much what we're asking our communities to do. And asking just people who have the money and funds to do is just support those people and do those things and be a good person because you have the money to do so. Look out for each other. Yeah, look out for each other because why the fuck wouldn't you? So, another rant, but... That's that's what I took out of it. There is other things going on in that issue as well, but that is kind of the main the main thing is that he sets up this uh, communication with Tony to do this thing, and Tony does agree to do it. Good. So, dude can be decent when he really tries, but he has to be coerced into it. Well, and I think it was just kind of the idea <clears throat> that like. I don't know, you know, it's just like, why, like, why wouldn't you? Like, it's more than you. You've put money towards all of these things. Why wouldn't you just put money towards the community? Right. Like, you. <laughs> it would help you in the long run. Yeah. And also Matt's thing was like, you fight like all of these big giant things and you save the earth on a daily basis. But like, I am doing this thing in Hell's Kitchen every day. Like. It's more than this. I mean, you gotta start small to go big. Yeah. And once again, like, Chip Zdarsky just fucking knocks it right out of the park. Love you, Chip. We, uh, we love our pal Chip. <laughs> our best friend. Yeah. Okay, so now we have the unkindness of raisin- ravens. Raisins. Raisins. <laughs> it's all about the California raisins. <laughs> They're witches. mean they are. <laughs> my gosh it's just them walking around beating people up uh but the california raisins are like cool dudes have you okay who just want you to eat raisins and take care of yourself and surf yeah 
right? It's surfing. One of them surfs. Yeah, one of them does surf. I don't know. They used to scare me when I would see that. I didn't eat raisins for years because those things scared me so bad. I want to tell you, I do remember watching a video in like elementary school, like maybe during an assembly that was like literally the California raisins, like like an ad to eat raisins. That would scare me. I right. do not like raisins. So the unkindness of ravens. Yes. This is uh, another new book. This is issue number one. This is the Boom Studios. And Boom has been knocking it out of the park as well with it, all of its books. Mm-hmm. You um, want to talk about this one? Yeah, I can talk about this. Uh, this is about this girl. She starts at a new school. Um, and her first day, she discovers that she looks exactly like this girl that went missing um, from this town. It's a it's a weird mystery. Um, there are two two forces of girls at this high school who are fighting for this one girl's attention. The popular girls. I don't remember what their names are because they don't matter. And then the witches who are the ravens. And I don't mm, know. I mean, because yeah, those popular girls suck. Yeah, and no, probably, they just, and they probably killed their friend. Yeah, they just seemed really. Uh, I almost said dirty, but I meant dirty. <laughs> um, like Christina Aguilera dirty? No, that's like a good kind of dirty. Um, but anyway, so she ends up going to meet up with the Ravens, and she finds out their little witchy secret is, you know, one girl doesn't have an eye, but she can see everything. <laughs> and this oddly reminded me of, like, an Archie book. Yeah, I kind of got that from it, too. And I think it's just because of those, how cliche it is. Yeah, it does have those cliche. And I don't know why, but that really drew me into the story. Well, I mean, the art also. Yeah, no, the art art is so good. And I think the art and colors, I was just like, that might also be the Archie feel. It's not like it's an Archie, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It definitely just made me feel that vibe. Um, I do got to say, though, the redheaded guy in this story is not good. I don't like him. I could care less for him. And I hope he gets shoved into a locker. Wow. I said it. Wow. I'll say it again. <laughs> so next. Yeah, next. Um, We've got Bliss. This is issue number three. The story is banging can i say that yeah you can say it you can say whatever you want i i love it um i mean it's very intense and this particular issue is really really dark and especially if you come from a house of any sort of like domestic abuse or violence um you know just be aware but this issue kind of delves more into uh god why did i forget his name the main character you think I'm going to remember that? No. I keep it. thinking Sean, but that's the writer. Yeah. So the main character, uh, it's it. uh, deeper diving into his like father and kind of what separated them. And the gods have been trying to convince his father in the past to murder his son. And he won't murder his son, our main character. But he's like, I'll, I'm willing to murder my wife. Like I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice that. I can do Percy. that. Percy. Right? Percy. That's the main character's name. I think so. I'll get to it. Okay. Uh, and the main character finds out about it as, as a young boy and alerts his mother. And his mother is just like, all right, we got to get the fuck out of here. And they just get in a car and go. 
Perry. 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 I was like, I know. It's in here somewhere. I I was close. Yeah, no, you were. It threw me off. Uh, But yeah, it's this particular particular issue is very very intense it ends on a cliffhanger i don't know it's like what six five six issues mm-hmm. i i don't i think it's five i don't know i wish it kind of would have like been able to grow a little bit more because like I, I enjoy it but i would like more yeah i kind of like how shadowed it is because it's only giving you, like, obviously pieces of the story, and it's, like, what the kid knows. I like that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, no, I do like that. I don't know. I don't know. I like it. I think it's I, I, not, <laughs> I think it's fantastic. I, I agree. <laughs> I just want more. I always want more comics. I, I can't. I can't read any more comics for the life of me, but I know. I want I've hit more. my limit. I, I can't do any more, but I'm... I'm going to. <laughs> I'll be able to be like, all right, pick off the shelf. I haven't read you. I can't wait for that day when I just don't have any comics to read. <laughs> I can take like a week off and just be like, It's oh. like that Twilight Zone episode where he loses his glasses, but like, just like you're, or sh- like breaks his glasses. Oh, after. is that like the end of the world one mm-hmm. or whatever? That's like my biggest nightmare. I can't see anything without my glasses. I know. I have the same problem. Uh, yeah. It's terrible. But then it's, like, the, different because, you know, you've read all the comics. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, I suppose something important. Are you going to try to do this without your glasses now? No, because I get stage fright. I need to see who's looking at me. <laughs> it's my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to talk about this next comic. Uh, this is the goddamn virgin the virgin brides i um, forgot to read this issue number three um this issue are oh my god it's all bent up um our main characters jay all and sherry they're still on run from the uh mothers i guess is what the sisters the nuns yeah the nuns um from the little convent that they're in um they managed to make it down this mountain where all the sacrifices have been taking place before um but while they're creeping down they get kind of interrupted by the snake who's like i'm not gonna do a snake voice damn it i was (laughs) i was was really (laughs) excited because i was like is this gonna be some jungle book shit like i'm gonna i'm into it. it Okay, so the snake is talking to them, um, trying to convince them that, like, hey, you know, like, let me help you. And then afterwards, you know, you have to give me your soul, but, like, I'll help you get to where you need to be. And one of the girls gets attacked by the other snakes that are around and is, like, dying and stuff. Um, but the snake actually, like, pulls through and does what he's supposed to do. And then the other girl, who the potty mouth girl, oh. the one who just loves cursing, She's like, yeah, okay, snake, do do what you want, and then, you know, we have a deal. And then after he, the snake gets them to where they are, she says, peace, and kills it. <laughs> it's so good. It's pretty awesome. Actually. Yeah, no, it was it was really, really good. Um, like, he, he ends up sucking the venom out of the girl and, like, saving her technically, and then the girl's like, all right, I have no use for you anymore, so I'm going to straight up murder you. This is actually a really good issue. Um, there's a lot of... Violence against children, um, which uh, is not the best part. I think it's just 
listening to the two girls have this like conversation, the dialogue together about, you know, like if we didn't have each other, we wouldn't have anyone kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then when one of them is dying, like she doesn't know what to do because they escaped this terrible shit together. They were going to be together, like survive together and stuff. And then she can't save her and it's very helpless. But this does have one of the best lines in this comic. It said, he's a mean cunt, Sherry. He's, it means God's the cruelest cunt of them all. <laughs> Which I think is just a really good line. Yeah, that is really good. Man, yeah, it's all right. It's, um, I, I enjoy it quite a bit, especially that issue, but it's very mature. <laughs> it's, yeah, no. It's I... got some mature content. All right. I have seen, this is a little trade put out by Boom. They're young ad- adult readers' books. This is uh, True Stories of Marginalized Trailblazers. I believe this sh- should be like con- a continuing type stories. Uh, this particular issue is about uh, Edmonia Lewis, who was a like a African-American, Native American sculptor in the mid-1800s, late-1800s. And it just talks about all of her story and basically kind of how her story had been erased or not necessarily erased, but just kind of pushed down and off to the side. Uh, and the fact that she had built herself up and made such a reputation for herself that she had a place in history. Uh, they do talk about a particular one of her works, The Death of Cleopatra, that went missing from basically the eight, late 1800s until the 19 like their 1980s 1990s uh and how it just had been passed from hand to hand it just talks about how she went to college at an abolitionist college just everything about her history it is very very in-depth it is very very interesting um it also has if you're a teacher it has a really cool like teaching guide in the back where you can kind of like ask questions about what's happening. Um, I highly recommend this. I was very interested. Like I said, it's a young ad- adult book, but I I don't know. I never knew anything about like Edmonia Lewis, so why wouldn't I want to learn? This champ loves learning. I do love learning. But it's just, I don't know, I found it very interesting. I found it very, like, I don't know, like, I, I told you everything that happened in it, basically, before we did this, because I didn't want to, you know, say everything right when we did this. But, I don't know, it's just really good, and I think, once again, kids, I think this is really important for kids. Here's a, an interesting fact for kids. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so during the, like, mid-1800s, the Pope that was instated at the time, he was offended by, like, the Roman statues and stuff because they were just, like, naked. So he ordered uh, a bunch of the statues throughout, like, Rome and wherever else to just be, like, censored, essentially. So they would just take the dicks off of the statues. So cut to, like, the 1980s, there's, like, just boxes of ceramic dicks 
just like laying around. And so now there are people who actually go out and try to fit the right <laughs> dicks onto the right statues. So <laughs> that's for the kids. I love it. Yeah. Uh, this issue or this issue, this book actually does talk about um, anatomy of bodies and how like women weren't allowed to do like art anatomy classes because they were women basically and men were. And like how another woman sculpture, a white woman sculpture, sculpt sorry uh was doing these sorts of like statues that were very like anatomically correct and how they were just like very mad like mad about it i mean you've seen some of those like renaissance paintings of the dudes who put the six packs on the babies because they don't know what bodies look like (laughs) i don't know everything about renaissance paintings are wild (laughs) have you seen the cats yeah um they're my favorite and then, yeah, anyway, we're just going to go, go visit off. an art museum sometime. It's a lot of fun. It is, yes. See if you can find your doppelganger there, because that's my favorite thing to do. I've never done that. You've never done that? I guess I mainly, like, I think I've only gone to an art museum with, like, Chris, like, once. Otherwise, I'm always in an art museum by myself, just with, like, headphones on, like, I, all right, let me have a bad good time. Um, let me get in my head a little too much. When I lived in Lincoln, the Sheldon Art Museum is there, and I would skip school and, like, go do a bunch of other cool shit instead. So if I wasn't, like, at Morrill Hall or the Natural History Museum, I would go to the Sheldon Art Museum. And I would skip school to go to museums. Well, <laughs> sometimes I would go sit in front of the Capitol because my high That's school was just down American the American public school system for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes I would just skip school and go on tours around the Capitol. Or just get really high and go play Pokemon in the yard. (laughs) Whatever. Um, But yeah, no, that was my favorite thing to do when I went to Sheldon Art Gallery was just like walk around and see if I could find a painting that looked like me. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to... (laughs) I got it too. I read it. Um, Yeah, we both technically read this one. I'm the only one with the copy because I spend way too much money. So this is when this is issue number four. (laughs) This is a... um, I also bought that Jack Kirby book this week. Yeah, that's true. Uh, this is a five-issue series. I did look that up. I don't want it to end. I know. You know what? Actually, it might be six. Damn <laughs> <laughs> it, dude. I, I think I, it is five. I don't want it to end. Yeah. I refuse to let this book end. So, basically, Wind and his little compadres, they go, they find the contact that they were supposed to meet through the girl's mom. What is her name? Oakley? girl yeah is it oakley i I feel like that's right yeah i'm just really terrible we should have we need we can put up marker boards over here with people's names now yes um (laughs) dang it and you know what's wild is like i remembered the yorin okay yorick Yorick. York and Thorn is the big man because i thought it was funny his name was yorick because it's like shakespeare and yeah Okay, so anyway, um, <laughs> this small group of people... Real nerd shit. They meet up with the contact um, who Oakley's mom, Molly, was going to set them up with so they could get wind out... Of, I don't know why I remember her name out of all of them. <laughs> um, so they could uh, get wind out of the city um, and they could get the prince, Yorick, um, out of the city as well because what he wants to do is make it so magic is legal because he wants to protect everyone, but he also doesn't want 
his dad to know what he's doing because his dad, his dad is the one who enforced it. Yeah, but he's also a little asshole. He is. He is. And I hate him, but I also, I understand why he is that way. Yeah, and I think... I think my problem with characters like that is because I understand why they are that way, but I have such a hard time, like, being like, well, why are you acting like this, though? Right. And I think because myself as a person would, like, you know, I have certain feelings, but I would never, like, disrespect another person. That's not, see, I try (laughs) to keep that in mind, too. He's a prince. He's always gotten whatever he wants. He's never had any real friends other than Thorn. And I guess he also doesn't doesn't understand, like, what respect is, especially dealing with people who are underneath him. He just, he, and he doesn't understand how to talk to another person as if they are equals, which is something he has with Thorn, but he still treats Thorn like that. Thorn is just a big sweetie, so. He doesn't just pummel him into the ground like he should. yeah. Because you know he could. He could just flick that little bean and then he would just be gone. <laughs> but yeah, so um, they meet up with the contact. The bandage man is catching up with them, no matter how far ahead they mm-hmm. try to get. And this ends on kind of a cliffhanger where Wind is like, you know what? I did what I needed to do. I can keep you guys safe. And <laughs> our little boy is going to be our hero. He is. He's he's going to be the hero. And I love that conversation that he had with Yeah. Thorne. I thought it was super cute. I like how Thorne, again, is just like a big sweetie. So he's like, yeah, of course we can get dinner. Maybe not in the same way that Wind wants to, but. I think the thing is, like, about Wind specifically is just, like, he's very. And I think the book, too, as a whole, it's just very, like, honest. Mm-hmm. Because they don't know how else to be. Yeah. And I think it does come with how he was raised. Again, like, him and York were raised two completely different ways. So, I just... (laughs) Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, Yeah, you can see the different ways that they were raised through these people when it comes to communicating with each other. I don't know. I think that's very apparent in all four of them, actually. Even, you know... Mm -hmm. Oakley and Wind were raised by the same woman, essentially, but they got different parts of her. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, the book just has so much depth. And I mean, and it is so, like, I mean, it's, what, 40 pages each issue, so it has that ability to just, like, build out the story in such a way that it is. It's really good. It's really, really good. Um, It's one that I for sure would recommend, because, again, the art is really good, too. Yeah. It's just really And the colors are really, like, Solid, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's a really good book. Okay. Okay. Let's so now do this. we both have this, and we are still reading this. Last. Last God. Uh, this is book one. Holy shit, what? Of the Fellspire Chronicles. Yeah. It's issue number nine. <laughs> chapter In nine. One. Yeah. It's chapter nine, book one. I didn't realize we were in a new book right now. No, no, this is the same book it's always been. Are you sure? Yeah, the second book is starting in, like, two more issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is kind of wrapping up their, like, journey to the Black Stair. Uh, you've learned a little bit more of the Kath? Kath's? The main, the main lady character? Kath and, uh, Tyr's, like, relationship. Oh, yeah. Because in the last issue, you saw Tyr basically take advantage of her. Because he felt like it was his place. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like building upon like what... Sienth? Sienth, yeah. Sienthi? Yeah. 
what their relationship actually was Mm -hmm. rather than like what we have been presented before. And it shows her also as, I don't know, I don't feel like she gets enough credit for what she does for the group. Um, But I think it's more apparent in this one how she's willing to like give up everything to make sure everyone else gets to where they need Mm -hmm. to be. Um, But that's also, you know, it's partially her fault because she kind of, she comes off as this really harsh, selfish character, but she's, I don't think she really is. Yeah. And I mean, I think in the, like, in the future, she seems like that because she's just determined to, like, do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And I guess that the right thing is basically killing this man that she's always despised. Yeah. It's, uh, it's still really good, um... I actually know what's going on now. Um, so they're almost to Fellspire, which is where the black stairs are. And then I think that's like the end mm-hmm. of this first book. And then I feel like it did say that it was going to continue into the second one. I can't remember if I had actually seen that or if I just saw like, oh, the finale of the first book. Because I know there is that lost... Songs of Lost yeah. Children or whatever. That's the story of uh, Kid Cianthi. It's like her origin story, I guess. But yeah, I do feel like there's a, this book two of the Philspire Chronicles. I hope so anyway, because I, I still really enjoyed it and I would like to see how the story plays out. Yeah, I mean, like, <clears throat> I mean, we've said this before. It's just so dense that, like, sometimes it can just be too much. But mm-hmm. it's still, like, even in its denseness, like, enjoyable. The art is still really great. The colors are great. Mm-hmm. It's just... And even even though the story is kind of, like, the same in both the past and the future, that is still enjoyable. Because right. they do differ in those ways. And then you still do learn things. I think the problem is is that it's, like, in comic book form. So you get those issues where you're just like, oh, it's just going back and forth and doing the same thing. And that's just that particular issue. It's boring. Yeah, and it just feels boring. And then you get to the next issue and you're like, well, I get why you did this. It just... Give me more. Yeah. Give me something different. And that's unfortunate with the comic book medium sometimes. But I don't feel like I would have been able to read it any other way. Like, had it been just a regular book, like novel, I would be too bored too fast. Because it would just be very heavy. I would say, yeah, it's too heavy without pictures. Yeah. So I I do think it's the perfect option that they had for this kind of story. (laughs) Too too big for no pictures. Yeah. All right. So now we have swords, 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 swords. Champ's been very excited about swords. X of swords. This is creation. This is part one of 22. This is an oversized baby. And... This I is did, just a one shot. This is just a one shot. I didn't think that, like, when I was looking at it, I was like, it's not too thick. It shouldn't take too long. It took me forever yeah, to it, read it, it last night. It's a, it's a heavy read. I don't know why. I mean, I read House and Powers and all the issues I had to read twice. Guess what, boys? Had to read this one twice. Um, yeah. It's, um... Okay, so... Basically... Um, there is, I can never remember what that tower's name is. 
Okay, so there's the tower with uh, the woman that looks just like Emma Frost. I can never say her name. Saturny? I was just saying Saturn in my head. That works. Um, So the tower is kind of a... The watchtower keep? Yeah, the watchtower keep. It's like a a main point, I guess, a a middle man point between the other world and Krakoa. Let me grab the... Um, So she is like the guardian of that. Where's so, the map? Where's the map? Show me the map. Show me the map. It's in here. There we go. What page is this on? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Why aren't these numbered? <laughs> the other... Oh, I just flipped right to it. Okay. So, yes, it is... It is, like, um... Okay, you know in the movie Interstellar, when, um... Matthew McConaughey is explaining how he gets from point A to point B and he folds the paper and sticks the pen through it. That's what that is. It's the middle point between Krakoa and the other world. But it's the same in like both dimensions. Okay. So with that being said, <laughs> a force of Egyptian gods comes to the, the bottom and decides to declare war on them. But they're not Egyptian gods. They just... They're apocalypses. Kids. I know, but they're wearing Bassett's helmet. We got a fire lady. That's war. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Just being a dick. Um, But yeah. God damn it, Heather. You can't be a dick right now. Okay, so Apocalypse's kids are like, we're just going to fight because we're going to keep fighting. Mainly because I have a hard... I had to read this twice to like wrap my fucking head around it. You can't be a dick right now. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. (laughs) You talk about it then because all I'm going to do... No, you you do it. You were doing it. Okay. So then the Quiet Council is called, and um, they all kind of, well, they don't all. Magneto is kind of just like, dude, you've been making all these calls without, you know, talking to the council. You've just been making your own decisions and stuff. And Apocalypse is like, yeah, I'm going to do what I want. Because Krakoa thinks it's fine. Yeah, and Krakoa seriously just is like, yeah, just do whatever. You you have free reign. Because he wants to connect with, like, his other half. Yeah, it's going to happen. And uh, so that's what he does. Um, so in, was it X-Men or was it Excalibur? The last issue where he sent Summoner. Uh, X-Men. It was X-Men. Okay, mm-hmm. so in the last issue of X-Men number 12, Apocalypse sends uh, Summoner, who is his grandson, Son. who is his grandson, um, to Arako to see what's going on there. And is like, hey, if anything bad is happening, just come back. He comes back in this issue and he's like, hey, something's bad. Something bad is like really happening. I just want to say, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Champ called that. If you, you know, paid attention, you would have known. Um, so Apocalypse is saying, you know, like, I need to go here. I need to figure out what it is. And he explains kind of the situation to the Quiet Council. And they said that, you know, since he has been making these decisions without consulting him, they're not going to give him a team. So he asks anyone if they volunteer. He gets a team that way. They go there. Some shit happens, and they have to prepare their swords. Anything else you would like to add? Because I no. know I forgot stuff. Uh, I think the only thing I would like to add is the, uh, I mean, this happened in the free comic book day issue of X-Men. Was the Saturn's reading of her tarot cards that's right that's where that happened yeah i was trying to i remember i got all fudged up in that issue because at the end it was that tony stark one so i try not to remember that whole debacle uh 
so you kind of get a rehash of that and then you have a a missions or a mission letter from tarot who is like yo i read the cards three times they gave me the same results three times i asked it different questions and then i asked my brother who isn't a mutant who is also into arcane shit magic and he also got the same reading as did like a landlady's landlady's wife (laughs) and so just like they try to like tarot is just like we need to get this message to whoever it is for which is apocalypse very very clearly um i think you otherwise covered it all i mean I tried to, yeah, explain it without giving away everything because I do think that if you like X-Men at all, um, I I feel like you should read this series because this is one of the better issues of any X-Men anything I've ever read. Yeah, no, I I was a little mad about the price point as I was with fucking House and Powers. Yeah. I don't like spending a shit ton of money on comics. Yes, very different. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because it's not written by the same person, is it? I can't remember. I, Again, I don't talk about that issue. <laughs> I remember I remember reading it and thinking the same thing, but I don't know. Uh, damn. Train of thought. Lost. Uh, I think it's very enjoyable. I think, like I said, House and Powers, the price point was really high. I just think it was just, like, overall very, very enjoyable. Like, I... I'm ready. I know I've been hyped about swords for like ever, but now I'm excited to see like who the X-Men recruit and what swords they fucking get. Magneto. Dog. That's, I know that came (laughs) anywhere. Uh, I just, I'm really hyped about this and I was, I'm still as always with any like Marvel event and anything I just like put money into. I'm a little hesitant the thing I like about, like, all of the X books and all of the X, like, things at this moment is just, like, how entrenched all of the writers are with one another and how hard they work together to create something, like, so fucking solid. Like, Teeny Howard and Jonathan Hickman worked on this book, and I think it's incredible. Like, I, I don't know, like, both of their writing put together just made this, like, stellar. In my in my personal opinion, I just gotta know like who made this tarot deck. Uh, Pepe Larzia. Because it's um, no, I meant specifically like for her. Oh, <laughs> because I mean the fact that like she pulls a card and it's like oh this is ten of swords and it's like all these X Men that have these I, swords. I thought it had something to do with the star that they killed to like. Okay, because I was like, I look at my tarot deck Spoilers! all the time, and the cards never change. Like, I would love to just flip one and be like, oh my god, it's Wolverine with a sword. What the <laughs> fuck? That would be cool. But, I mean, that's a really, it's a really good tarot deck, and I think that he should make one for real, in real life, because I would spend easily $60 on I that. don't even believe in tarot shit, and I'd probably spend money on it. I absolutely would. And I think, and this is the first time, too, I've ever, like, bought into tarot, but probably because it's fucking not real. I'm just like, oh, yeah. All this makes sense. I need somebody to read my cards right now. I'll give you a read when I get home. Which deck would you prefer? I've got a... Do you have an X-Men deck? Because if it's not a, if it's not an X-Men deck, I don't know what I would do with it. No, that's why I said I wanted one. I have a medieval deck, <laughs> which I love more than anything. And I actually don't know how to read tarot cards. I just collect the decks because I like the art on them. 
whatever. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I think the Exoswords shit is going to be great. Yeah, don't forget, we said this at the beginning, part one of 22. <laughs> yeah, we're in for a long haul. Next week, I think there's three books. Um, Two, one book. X Wait. Factor. Yeah, there's one book, and then the week after that, there's three. three. Books. And I'm getting all three of them. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're both getting it. But then the next week, all three of them, I'm not getting at all. So I'm going to have to, like, read copies. It's okay. I'm getting all three of them. So. Okay, I'll just read yours then. Uh, so thank you. Thanks for coming to Thursday. Uh, we love you. We love everybody who listens to us. We have fun. We have fun. Thanks for listening to any rants if you uh, spent the time, the two minutes that it took. Yeah, not too many rants this time, but we did give you some facts in case you wanted to know. Uh, so, yeah, see you next one Thursday. Bye. X, gonna give it to you. X, gonna give it to you.